Welcome to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where I share inspiring stories of ordinary people who walk out God's Word and discover radical results along the way. Welcome to Walk It Out. I am Trisha Goyer and this is episode 30 and my guest today is Katie Miller. Now what is so fun about this is Katie isn't an author, a speaker, she doesn't have a podcast or a TV show, but instead she is part of a family who dared to step out and see what God can do in their lives and really he has done amazing things. Katie's family helped start Sight and Sound Theaters, and those theaters are found in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and Branson, Missouri. And you're just going to love to hear about how her grandparents, two um, unassuming people, ended up just creating this amazing experience for families and truly bringing the Bible to life. What I love about what Katie shares is that she is part of this journey too. And uh, she'll even share about her kids, how they are benefiting from what her grandparents started so long ago. So you'll hear more about the theater, which just is amazing. I mean, we went to both Jonah and Moses and the props, the music, the lighting, and it really was a a strong biblical foundation in these stories, which we just loved. And I think why our family loved it so much is because really bringing the Bible to life has been such a huge part of our own family. Um, John and I, Oh, in 1996. So this is this is really aging us here. So over 20 years ago, we started um, a children's church program with another couple. Um, shout out to Kenny and Twyla, and we really wanted to bring the Bible to life. So um, we've done it in two different churches: our church in Montana and now our church in Arkansas. And um, Kenny and John really wrote the curriculum to just bring the Bible to life. And it's something that we've had so much fun doing. And so every Sunday, um, if you come to, uh, I go to Mosaic Church in Little Rock, Arkansas, you're going to see me at the nine o'clock hour on stage in a small little room between 30 or 40 kids there acting out the Bible. Um, last week, I was actually the woman, you know, the two women that went be- before Solomon that were fighting over the baby. I was the one that said, yes, cut the baby in half, <laughs> which, you know, uh, yeah, that's not my character at all. But it's so fun to bring the Bible to life. And what we've seen over the years through just acting out the Bible, our our older kids have gotten involved, is really when you take the time to really picture the Bible, whether you're just trying to picture it in your imagination or acting it out, um, it really makes you stop and see that these are real people with real struggles and that we're facing real challenges in their lives. And every day, you know, we face challenges, but sometimes we almost think of the Bible people as fictional characters and really see that they had struggles just like us. So that has been just a side note, our fun experience of bringing the Bible um, to life over the years. And though while we go get fabric fabric from Hobby Lobby and cut a neck hole and get a rope and tie it around, really sight and sound, um, 
just has done an amazing job with top quality props, which we'll be talking about in this episode. But the fun thing is, um, and you'll hear more about it at the end, is even if you don't live near Lancaster, Pennsylvania, or Branson, Missouri, the Sight and Sound is bringing the Bible to life nationwide in theaters. And the dates for that are September 13th and the 15th. So you have time to get tickets. Um, but, and you could go online to, uh, sight and sound the theater, uh, no, actually it's sight hyphen sound.com and you can find click on the nationwide and you can see if there's a theater near you bringing, uh, Moses to the big screen. So even if you don't live near Branson or Lancaster, you can check that out and your family would truly love it. But I don't want to give too much more away. Uh, we will talk about, all the things that you'll be able to see this year with Sight and Sound. But first of all, I want to introduce you to Katie and just hear about how God was able to do amazing things through her family and just touch so many people by bringing the Bible to life. So here is my conversation with Katie. Well, I am very excited on Walk It Out today to talk to a new friend um, about one of my family's favorite things to do, and that is visiting the Sight and Sound Theater. And we go in Branson, Missouri, but my guest today is going to share more about the background of Sight and Sound and some very exciting things that are going to be happening. So welcome, Katie. We have Katie Miller here. Hey, Trisha. It's great to be here today. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's great having you. I just love to hear um, more about you. So why don't you just start telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I am married to my high school sweetheart. We met in the ninth grade, started dating the end of 10th grade. And um, he proposed a week after we graduated high school. We got married less than a year later and um, have been married now for 15 years. This year we celebrated 15 years and we have three kids. I have a 12-year-old, a 10-year-old and a five-year-old. They're all ready to go back to school here in two days. And I wish I could say, oh, I'm so sad that summer is over and I'm not ready for school to start. But the last like week or so, it's like, okay, I've run out of things. It's time for structure. <laughs> I don't know what else to do to entertain you people anymore. <laughs> I totally so, understand yeah. that. Yeah. So ready for a little bit of um, structure back in our lives after what has been a really awesome summer. And yeah, ready for this next season. I always... Yeah, I, I love living in a place that has seasons in general. Like I love winter, I love summer, spring, fall, just all of them. So end of August starts to come and I'm like, okay, when are we going to start shifting back here to, into structure time? Yeah, and you're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I've been there um, before just once and it's so beautiful there. It really is. And there is just nothing like farm country in the autumn time. Like there just isn't. It's just all of our leaves turn colors and there's, you know, pumpkins and mums and um, you know, the uh, harvest time happens. So the fields are just, you know, all the farmers that are around us, we live right in the heart. We don't, we are not our far farmers ourselves, but we live in the heart of farm country. And so all of our neighbors, you know, we're known for Amish, um, Amish country here in Lancaster, and we're surrounded by Amish farms and we love harvest time. It's just, it's just such a fun time of year. It is. Yeah. I was there researching cause I write no Amish novels. I've, I've written Amish novels. I've written a lot of things yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amish novels, and it is so fun. It's just like, I remember just going and we had flown in the night before and driven to our bed and breakfast. And the, the first time we're out and you see the farmland and the first Amish, you know, horse and buggy is like always so exciting, even if yes. you've seen it before. Yes. So we love it. Yeah, it's awesome. So I know that you are part of Sight and Sound Theater. So I would just love to hear just how you got connected with them and got involved. 
Sure. Well, my story is definitely a little bit unique. So my grandparents are Glenn and Shirley Eshelman, who are the founders of Sight and Sound. So um, I am only 34 years old, but this year I am celebrating my 30th work anniversary with Sight and Sound with the theater. Um, And we, yeah, I grew up there. I was four years old when I was first um, on the stage and worked on the stage all throughout my childhood. And then um, in high school, did a lot of different things, worked in concessions, worked in our uh, guest relations with our guest relations team, eventually worked in HR. And right now I have the opportunity to um, work in communications with our marketing and brand teams, which is just, um, it's been so fun. I've been with this team now for the last three years or so and feel like I've finally found the thing that I love doing, um, communicating and being able to talk to people like yourself and also just working with our social media and uh, other different um, internal communication pieces that we do. So um, that's been a little bit of my story of how I'm, um, why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I um, never really have done anything else outside of sight and sound <laughs> you haven't actually had chance, right? <laughs> I haven't had the chance right no <laughs> yeah so it's definitely um a family business in that from that standpoint of things and um I've never really wanted to go anywhere else I love what we do I love our teams and I'm just passionate about bible stories and the opportunity we have to use the medium of storytelling and live theater to help people, you know, hopefully think a little bit differently about bible stories. Yes, I love that. Okay, I'm going to tell you why our family loves sight and sound so much. So, in 19, I think 96, um we did children's church and we decided that we wanted to act out the bible. So, my husband and his best friend just wrote this curriculum where we would act out the Bible every week. And we took us five years to go from Genesis all the way. Uh, we never hit Revelation, really. We kinda, <laughs> you don't really don't want to act out Revelation. Right. But Scare all kids, the children. Exactly. But our kids, so you said you were four years old. We would get them up there and we're like, okay, you're going to play Moses' sister. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So we are still doing it. We've been, I think this is our third or fourth time through the Bible. And we've we have uh, 10 kids. We've adopted seven. So it's amazing how we just keep acting out the Bible. And But ours is, you know, I mean, we, we get the fabric from Walmart and cut a neck hole in it and make that our Bible costume. So this is so whenever we go, it's just like, this is amazing because we, you know, we do it every week just for children's church. But it's so amazing to see what sight and sound does. Um, but before we even get there, I would just love you to share the story of how your grandparents got started because I know there's a lot as steps of faith and uh, God's leading that really just led to this thing um, launching and getting off the ground. Yeah, it certainly um, has been a whirlwind. So we're now 42 years into our history at Sight and Sound. And my grandfather grew up in Lancaster. He was a dairy farmer and um, never really wanted to do anything else. You know, when you grow up in a a farming family, that's what you do. And so as a teenager, you know, he had always had a little bit of a bent towards the creative. You know, I think he was one of maybe the only farming boys asking for colored pencils and paint and um, easels and things like that for Christmas when Christmas came around. Uh, So he'd always had a creative streak, but never really considered doing anything with it outside of, um, 
you know, outside of just as a, a side hobby kind of a thing. And then when he was 17 years old, they, um, he lost his mother and his father really had trouble recovering from that and came home one day and said, Hey boys, I sold the family farm. You're going to have to find something else to do with your lives. I mean, it was out of nowhere for him. He was 17. He was already engaged to get married to my grandmother and all of a sudden found himself without a vocation. He had to move. He didn't know what he was going to do. And so um, he started to make ends meet. He was working a various, uh, many different jobs. And as part of trying to make ends meet, started painting landscape uh, paintings and trying to sell them to, you know, local farms. He'd go and paint a farm and then sell it to the family. He was peddling farms out of, or, sorry, farms. He was peddling photos and paintings out of the back of his car and started um, kind of also taking photos to use as reference points for his um for his paintings. And then slowly, you know, in the sixties, this was kind of a big deal. So different people started saying, Hey, would you come, you know, take pictures at my wedding or would you take our family photos and kind of grew into this um, photography business, which eventually his church said, Hey, would you mind taking some of the scenic photography that you've done and put together a multimedia presentation for us for a Sunday night event? And, um, you know, at the time, again, in the 60s, multimedia was just becoming a thing for the first time, you know, it was, um, it was really kind of cutting edge. So he developed this um, slide projector dissolve unit that he kind of came up with, and took it to his church and my grandmother narrated and they had music playing on um, you know, kind of as like a underscore, if you will. And they did a whole evening of a slide projector show of his photography. And at the end of it, um, they were just inundated with requests to do it again. Will you come to our school? Will you do it at the Sunday school class? Will you do it at a party that's coming up? We're looking for entertainment for that night. And they kind of found themselves very unexpectedly thrust into this side business, which very quickly became their full-time business of just traveling with this, um, with various different slideshows that they were putting together. And by that point in time, they had had one daughter and another one on the way, and the travel was getting to be too much. You know, they were juggling kids, and um, they often would split up and go their separate directions and go do multiple uh, presentations all on the same evening. And they finally kind of said, hey, wait a second, time out. We can't keep doing this and raise a family. Do you think we could get people to come to us instead of us going to them? And so they took a step of faith, and they rented a, an auditorium at a local Bible college for one summer. It was three months. And they completely sold out in that whole that first summer, and were com uh, utterly amazed and overwhelmed that people would come um, to see this thing that they kind of had just started doing as an off the cuff one time thing. And so, at the end of that summer, they had raised enough what they call seed money money um, to kind of put a down payment on land and build their own location, which was our first theater that we had. It was a small six hundred seat theater. And they um, started out, again, just doing the multimedia. So it was mostly just slide projections with narration and some music. And um, it wasn't always easy. They found out very quickly that they had kind of exhausted their local audience. And again, neither of them, they, didn't, they had not gone to business school. They had only a high school education and kind of were going, what are we going to do? And we, we are not getting the people to come that we need to come. And so from there, they really started adding in different elements. We started adding actors and actresses and live singing and live animals. Um, they installed a fountain into the stage. There was dancing water. Um, and from there, you know, we like to say the rest is history. The elements just kept getting more technical and larger. We eventually started producing more review style shows. Um, 
And eventually then in the mid nineties or the early nineties, I should say, built another theater down the road um, that had what was larger. So it sat 400, 1400 people. Um, and we did our first full length epic Bible story on stage, which was Noah in 1995. And it really, at that point in time, we thought we had found our niche, what we were meant to do, these Bible stories. And we kind of were set. And then just two years later, um, had a huge tragedy for the business. And we actually had a fire that destroyed the entire property. We lost everything. And at that point in time, my grandparents were in their 50s and they were going, you know, we've kind of done, we've done this our whole lives. Do we really want to come back? And we talk about this moment they had in the kitchen just three days after the fire. They were sitting there, uh, insurance money at the time. It didn't look like insurance was going to come through. And my grandpa looked at my grandma and said, you know, Shirley, we've worked really hard. Like, are we done? Is this the thing we were called to do? Is Are we meant to move on and do something else at this point in time? And she kind of looked at him and said, you know what, if we don't come back, I don't know that I could live with myself because this is more than just our jobs. This is our calling. It's what we were created to do. And in that one moment, they decided, okay, no matter what it takes, we're coming back. And sure enough, the Lord was so beyond faithful. I mean, there are stories I could do an entire 30 minutes just (laughs) on what that season was and how many amazing godly men came to our rescue and worked with banks and brought financing and, um, you know, just the, the architecture and just everything that happened and fell into place. And miraculously, we were able to open our what is our current Lancaster location just 18 months after the fire. We um, were able to have this, you know, crazy, miraculous and speedy recovery. And then shortly thereafter, in 2008, we um, opened Branson, our Branson location. And that's where we are right now, our two locations, bringing the Bible to life and um, loving every second of it for sure. And, you know, we had gone to Branson. We moved to Arkansas from Montana in 2010 and we had gone to Branson and we see these signs all over sight and sound, sight and sound. And we're like, what is this? Like we didn't really know. And so um, we ended up going to our first show, which was Jonah. And I can't remember how many years ago that was. I remember we were there with our, we had little kids that we'd adopted. So they were like three, four years old. And we're like, I don't know if they could sit through it. And our older teens. And we're like, I don't know if they're going to be bored or, you know, (laughs) but we were so overwhelmed and enthralled and just the quality of the sets and the actors and the actresses and the music and the live animals walking down. Right. I mean, it was so beautiful and overwhelming. And I think the thing that we just appreciate also the most is it stuck to the Bible. Like it was (laughs) the Bible brought to life, which we've seen so many movies or whatever, like they just ruin it. But I love that the foundation of the true biblical story is there. And I know that's really important to your family. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's it's why we do what we do. It's why we get up every single day and something that we are determined to never walk away from even a little bit. And, um, you know, storytelling, it's, it's what Jesus did. Jesus told stories. He used what was around him. He used what people were familiar with. And he used the medium of storytelling to help to convey messages that Um, they weren't grasping otherwise. And that's part of where our name came from. Our name in and of itself is rooted in scripture in Matthew 13, when Jesus is talking to his disciples and they say, why do you keep telling stories? Why are you using parables? And he responds to them and he says, it's because in seeing they don't see and in hearing they don't hear. And that's why he used stories to tell you know, the, the truth that he was trying so desperately to convey to people. And 
So that's why we do what we do. It's sight and sound. It's being able to take um, the Bible, which many people unfortunately think is dry and outdated and all that sort of stuff and saying, no, you don't understand. There is so much richness here. There is, these stories are epic. and, And even more than that, they're still relevant to our day-to-day lives and what we're doing. And um, yeah. And so for us, like staying true to what they are, you know, we often say we cannot take credit for these stories. They are epic in and of themselves. We just get the opportunity to tell them in this really cool and big way. Absolutely. And when we were there last time, we saw Moses, which was equally as amazing. I mean, we, you know, went in there with high expectations and it even exceeded our high expectations. And we were able to do a behind the scenes tour in Branson. Yeah. Um, And we met one of the actors and one of the actresses and they gave us a tour and everything is so top notch. We saw a lot of the sets were in, in storage in the back and everything is so well done. And I think that is really um, important. Like if we're going to display the Bible, it's not like, you know, these, these um, beards that look like they're just like, you know, not, you know, just like wigs from Walmart or whatever. I mean, they're really right. high quality. Yeah. Um, and I know that, that you put a lot of time and attention even to the smallest details that maybe someone won't notice, but it just seems like the whole thing rings true to the history also. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, it's, an honor for us to be able to present these stories, but it's also, you know, it's a responsibility. Like it's something that we're, um, yeah, we're very humbled by truly and honestly, and we want to do justice by them. We want to do everything we can with excellence. You know, our vision statement as a company is bringing the Bible to life, both on and off the stage, you know, through who we are and what we do. It's not just, Um, you know, the Bible says that do everything as unto the Lord, do your work as if you're doing it for him. And so for us, whether it's, you know, our teams that are taking impeccable care of our grounds and making sure our bathrooms are spick and span for the thousands of people that come through our doors, or, you know, to those that are actually producing the set pieces, designing the costumes, every, every stitch matters. And um, we believe that God is a God that, that is in the details, you know, he's in the details of our lives, and he cares about every little thing we do. And so we want our work to be reflective of that character aspect of who he is. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the thousands of people coming through your doors. How big is it now? How many visitors do you have every year? Yeah. So both our Lancaster and Branson locations seat 2,000 people. And this year, we are projected to welcome just around 1.5 million people between the two locations. Um, so we are, you know, definitely um, soon going to be at capacity for those two locations. And we're experiencing, you know, growth, especially in the Branson market. We haven't been in Branson as long, obviously, as we've been here in Lancaster. So we're still introducing ourselves to new guests and new fans and having a fun time getting to know new people in the Midwest. Yeah. And I, we go to the Branson location. Um, And this year, I know it's Samson and Branson. Is there a different show in Lancaster? Yes. This year um, in Lancaster, we premiered Jesus for the first time. Um, it's our brand new show and um, we'll eventually come out to Branson. That's kind of our model. So Lancaster being our home location is where our production teams live and where we produce our new shows. So everything, our shows premiere in Lancaster. And then when they're done, we pack them all up on semi-tractor trailers. It takes about 55 trucks or so to put all the set pieces and hand props and costumes and everything but the actors and animals, to be honest, goes on those trucks and we ship them out. 
um, and reconstruct everything in Branson and then um, premiere premiere there. So um, Jesus runs in Lancaster this year and next, but then it'll eventually make its way out there to you guys. Well, I'll be looking for that. We'll be there for sure as a family. And another thing, when you mentioned the actors and actresses, we were able to go inside the dressing rooms on the backstage tour. And we were so impressed. Like there were scripture verses posted on the mirrors. I mean, you could tell yes. like, um, this is not just, I mean, people really live their faith there. Um, and we saw that with everyone we met. And that was so incredible just to feel like everyone just knows that, you know, we're doing this for the glory of God. And we really had that feeling while we were there. Yeah. I mean, we are all, I think it's one of my, you know, I often, often people ask me, what's your favorite part about working there? And I can honestly say, I think one of the things that has been an unexpected blessing, I'll say in my adult life, because it's not, you know, something I thought about much as a child, but, um, you know, we have over 650 employees between the two locations and they come representing all denominations of the Christian faith. You know, we have just a wide span and yet we are so unified as a team because we all know that why we're here and what we're here for. And suddenly the individual differences that we may have, you know, in some of our basic beliefs, they don't matter all of a sudden because we're linking arms and we're looking forward and we know what our purpose is. We know what our mission is and we're able to do that every single day. And honestly, you know, I have learned so much and just been so challenged by people that I work with, my, you know, different teammates that may come from a different denomination than I did or a different background that I did. And just um, learning that there's so much, even within the, you know, Christian culture and Christian society that we all are representing just so many different characteristics of God. And it takes all of us <laughs> learning together to really create the full body of Christ. We all have a part that we play. And um, it's one of the most inspiring things that I get to do every day is just work alongside these amazing people that um, are just as passionate as what I am about these Bible stories that we get to tell. Yeah. And I love how you share that. Just it's all these aspects of God, you know, the different denominations. And um, we go to a multi-ethnic church here in Little Rock. And, you know, this is what heaven's going to be like. Like there's all these people from different ethnic backgrounds and, and, you know, some are more charismatic, some are less, but I mean, all of us are going to be together in heaven. And anytime you could have that type of environment, it just gives you a glimpse of like, heaven is so much more than we could even imagine. <laughs> you know? And and you see that in the diversity, whether it's a work environment or a church environment. Yeah, it's, it's so, so, so true. And honestly, I think, you know, as believers and as followers of Jesus, the more that we can embrace that, um, you know, the better we are all off it. And we can do it with other focus in mind, others focus, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm the one that's benefited from the most. Like, I just feel like I've learned so much about the character of Christ and who he has called us to be um, that I would not have otherwise and been challenged in ways that I never would have otherwise. And um, I don't think as a whole Christian society, we always do the greatest job of doing that, but it's been one of the biggest blessings of my, of my life. Yeah. And even um, when we went to Sight and Sound, even seeing some of the, um, you know, Middle Eastern culture represented, I mean, just in the costumes and in the, um, I don't know, just expressions. I don't even know how to explain it. In the props, I mean, you can just tell that it, it was not just, um, you know, we're making Jesus American. Right. <laughs> you, know? you can really yeah. tell that the culture came through. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we absolutely do our best and want to be able to represent all 
all that we can in a you know the most diverse way we can. Right. And so I know we have we talked about Branson and we talked about Lancaster and um, if you have a chance to see the shows, I mean, we, I highly recommend it. But there's also something exciting coming, and and Sight and Sound is coming to theaters now. Is this the first time? Um, it has been like coming to local theaters. This will actually be the second time. So last year, for the very first time, we took the story of Jonah into movie theaters all across the nation, and it was um, we were overwhelmed by you know, the response. And so we are beyond thrilled to be doing it again this year with Moses. So the show that you saw on stage will now be in movie theaters coming the middle of September, September 13th and 15th. And um, we just, you know, are so excited to be able to take Moses into movie theaters in everyone's backyard. I mean, at the end of the day, we would love for all of the United States to be able to come to Lancaster or Branson, but not only do we completely realize not everybody can, we also do not have space for everybody. (laughs) So being able to go into everyone's backyards and say, hey, like we want people to be able to experience these Bible stories beyond our two locations, beyond what could fit you know, and experience them live on stage. And so right now we have just, I think, right around 750 movie theaters um, in pretty much every state Um, including Hawaii, Alaska, you know, it's kind of crazy just to see um, all of these, all of these locations that we see keep continuing to pop up more locations are being added regularly. And um, yeah, we're beyond thrilled. We can't wait to see what happens this time around and just see where the future takes us in that regard. Yeah, I live in central Arkansas. I looked up to see just what theaters are close to me. And there's like five theaters nearby. So I mean, you know, sometimes when they have those releases, it'll be like in Dallas or New Orleans. Yeah, sure, <laughs> and I'm like, sure. it's nowhere by me. But I'm like, oh, wow, it's like 10 minutes down the road in this little small town. I mean, so I love that it's getting that much attention that all these different theaters are picking it up. Yeah. And I mean, we just, there is, you know, coming to the theater and experiencing it live is one experience for sure. I mean, there's animals that are running up and down the aisles. And especially for Moses, the Red Sea parts all around you. And, um, and everything like that, all of the different special effects. But I will say, um, watching the captured show in a movie theater on the big screen provides this unique experience that is just, um, it's so special in and of in and of itself, because, you know, the cameras are able to capture up close facial expressions and details on the costumes and set pieces and even details with the animals that when you're sitting in this huge, you know, expansive auditorium of 2000 people, you sometimes miss. It's hard. Like there's so much happening. It's such an overwhelming experience from that standpoint that it's a little hard sometimes to be able to pick up all of those little details and the cameras are able to do that. And so it provides just an entirely different perspective than seeing it live. And, um, you know, we have some of our shows on available for DVD or digital download and my kids will watch them sometimes. And I'm always just amazed at like the different perspective I even get from being able to experience the emotion a little bit differently with the actors when you can see it that close and detailed. Yeah, I started watching it. I couldn't get too far because my kids want to watch it with me. I'm like, I'm just going to preview a little bit because we're all so we got a a pre-release copy here. But that's what one thing I noticed because we, we were probably middle back, you know. And and there is there is so much going on because it's not only the front stage but the side stages. There's you know singing and dancing and all these things to look at. And it that is the one thing that I noticed is what you mentioned when you know it sweeps down and hears um you know Miriam uh, with 
with her mother, you know, with the baby. I mean, talking about Moses and you can see their expressions and that's something you can't see, you know, when you're a hundred yards or I don't know how far um, from the stage. And so that was really neat for us. to Right. Absolutely. Now we've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So looking back now, so we talked about, you know, just these small beginnings and you being involved, how has your grandparents faith and just seeing what God has done with it? How has it just impacted your own life and your own walk with God? Oh my, that's a really good question. (laughs) Um, I mean, honestly, like I really am so much of who I am today is because of all of these experiences I've been able to have. And I think for me, aside from, you know, the epic size of what we do in these theaters and we do, you know, these live shows on stage, all this stuff, I think the thing that has been the most meaningful to me has um, two things, actually, I'll say. One has just been able to watch, you know, my family because family business isn't always easy. We love each other. We love working together and I wouldn't have it any other way, but that doesn't mean it's easy all the time. But watching all of my family, my grandparents, yes, but my parents and aunts and uncles, right now there's 20 of us involved. Um, my grandparents retired, so they're still living, but not involved in the business day to day any longer. And um, so just, you know, watching my family lead with integrity, lead with humility, and being united with them for something that is so much bigger than us, and just realizing that every single day, you know, it's, it is really what we're called to do. And in general, like, you know, as believers to wake up every day, recognizing that um, life is not always about us. It's about what's out there ahead of us and what God is calling us towards on a regular basis. And being able to see that in a really tangible way in my family has been such a gift. And then I will also say like, secondly, now that I'm um, a mom and I have kids and, um, you know, watching them be able to experience these Bible stories and be really, really, really impacted by them. Um, kind of just, I still have this moment where um, I still remember what in the kind of as an adult made me go, oh my word, I love what we do. And this is what I want to do with my life. My oldest son, his name is Reagan. He was three. And it was Easter. We had had just a little run-in. Well, I would say we had a run-in with a chicken at my grandpa's farm. He had had this chicken that had kind of chased him and it really scared him. And I put him down to bed and he was crying. He didn't want to go to bed. And I said, buddy, buddy, what's wrong? And he said, I'm scared of chicken. You know, he's this little three-year-old voice. And I said, you're scared of the chicken. He said, yes, I'm scared of the chicken. And I said, okay, well, listen, you're here in your bed. And, you know, the chickens can't come get you. They're in their pen at grandpa's house. And, you know, kind of trying to tell him not to be afraid of the chickens. And in the midst of trying to calm him down, uh, I said to him, I said, listen, you know, Jesus is with you and Jesus' angels are here with you and they're protecting you. And he kind of just looked up at me and he just stared for a minute. And at the time we had Daniel on stage and it was his first big show he had watched. So he was three years old. He had just watched Daniel. And he kind of looked at me and he said, he said, angels. And I said, yes, there's angels here with you. And he said, um, angels were with Daniel. And I said, yes, the angels were with Daniel. And he said, and the lions didn't bite Daniel. And I said, you're right. The lions didn't bite Daniel. And he said, angels with Reagan. I said, yes, Jesus, angels are with you. And he said, chickens, no bite Reagan. (laughs) I said, buddy, you're right. (laughs) And he, that's all he needed. And it was amazing to me. Like, I mean, I did, I walked out of his room with tears in my eyes going, oh my goodness, this is what we do every day. Like we help people, children, families, whoever comes to us, be able to understand that these Bible stories are, they're still alive and they're real and they're, you know, they're, there's so much truth in them. And just seeing how much like he at three years old could correlate this thing he saw on stage 
to his own little three-year-old, you know, fear of chickens. Like it was just, it was such a moment for me. And, you know, when I, you know, have my bad days as we all do, it's those types of things that I try and remember to say, this is what we're doing every th- every day. This is why we do it every day. Yeah. And I just love that ripple effect because you never know like how many other conversations or, you know, someone's having with their three-year-old that was just sight and sound. I know we, it's a three and a half hour drive from where we live in central Arkansas to Branson. And we, we, we talk about the show all the way. I love this part. And what about this? <laughs> you know, wasn't that meaningful, the song or, and that's just one family. Like we're one family and that's, there's, you know, two, you said 2000 seats. I mean, and it was full every time I've gone. So just to see how many people are just impacted. And I think another thing I love, you know, your grandpa was just a son of a farmer and, you know, and how God just had a call and a plan that was more than anyone could imagine. I love that verse that says, you know, he does exceedingly more than we can ask or imagine. Um, but it takes that faithfulness, you know, and I love how your grandma said, you know, we, we have to keep going. Like, what would we do? Or I wouldn't be able to handle it or whatever the, her quote was, you know, we have to keep going. Um, and they could have just said, you know what, I just want a comfortable life. and let's, We could retire. We did. We did okay. But it does take those steps of faith. And I think that's so important for people. We could either get used to our comfort zone or being willing to step out um, and follow God in these areas. But then we could see, you know, even glimpses like your family's not going to see, I think, until eternity, the total uh, impact of what they've had um, on families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. And I mean, we joke all the time, I think. And I'll, I'll just, you know, say this piece too. I think one of my favorite things we get to do with telling these Bible stories is take these Bible characters that we tend to put on pedestals and say, and kind of help show that they were, they were human. They were people just like us. You know, Moses, yes, he may have been known for the guy who brought the Ten Commandments down the mountain, but he was a person that messed up and needed second chances and had, you know, his own personal um, challenges to overcome. And, you know, we joke on, on the hard days, we're like, maybe we should have stayed farmers, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, you're so right. Like God uses each of us where we are. He meets us where we are. And he, you know, we, we often joke, one of our jokes is he uses foolish things to accomplish his purpose. So, you know, when I mess up, he's using the foolish thing. Here I am, Lord. I don't know what I've got, but use what I've got and use what, what you've put in me. And to be able to see that, yes, in my grandpa who started out as a farmer and, um, you know, never, never in a million years, if somebody would have told him at 18 years old that this would be his life, he would have laughed and said, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no way, man. But um, here we are 42 years later and wouldn't change a thing. Oh, I love that so much. So I just really want to encourage listeners to check out Sight and Sound if you're near Branson or Lancaster or anywhere close. I mean, it's worth the road trip. Um, we'll be driving up in a couple of weeks to go see Samson. So our family's already super excited when I told them about it. They were like cheering. Yay. They're so excited. We're going. Yay. Um, but also if you can't get to Branson or Lancaster, like you said, uh, Katie, local theaters, it'll be September 13th and September 15th. Were those the correct dates? Yes, that's the correct dates. Good job. Yeah. And you can go to MosesEvent.com for those tickets. Okay. And then I also saw just um, on sightandsoundtheater.com, um, they get click and there's, you also mentioned the DVDs. So that's yeah. something even that you can buy and watch from home with your own family. 
Yes, absolutely. It's a way to take the experience with you, or if you aren't able to come visit us, another way to get introduced to Sight and Sound. Yeah, wonderful. I just appreciate you so much being here. I just hope listeners do go and check it out. I know it's our family favorite. And when you talk to your parents and grandparents, just tell them thank you for the Goyers <laughs> and all your 20, whatever, 20 something family members, because I know we really appreciate it. Oh, Trisha, thank you. It was very fun talking to you again. I hope we get to do it again sometime. I would love it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll come to Lancaster. Who knows? Yes, come visit. <laughs> like to travel. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, what did you think of that? I had so much fun talking to Katie offline. We were talking about how she was actually homeschooled. And I know we could have just spent so much more time talking about that. But I love uh, just hearing her story and hearing about her grandparents' faith. And really, when they had lost it all, for her grandma to say, you know what, I am not ready to, to give this thing up. And how much it has just impacted Um, audiences since that time and now nationwide audiences through the um, experiences coming to local theater so be sure to check that out and um, again the website is site-sound.com you can find more information and all these things of course will be in the show notes which is just walkitoutpodcast.com and today's walk it out scripture is Psalm 119, 128 through 31. And it says, each of your commandments is right. That is why I hate every false way. Your laws are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. The teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand. Um, And again, that's Psalm 119, 28 through 31. And really the part that stood out to me in that verse is the teaching of your word gives light. So even the simple can understand and for sight and sound theater. I just love the light that is going out, the truth that is going out. So even little kids can understand the gospel and what it means to them. So for all of us, um, just here is my prayer for us, Lord. I just thank you so much for your commandments and that you have given us your word. And I thank you for families like this who have Um, just dedicated their lives to spreading the gospel. Um, You know, some people may do it in theater. Some people may do it by serving in their church. Some people may do it by serving their neighbor. But I just thank you for those who have your light and want to spread your light and uh, really just share the gospel in ways that even the simple can understand. And Lord, I just pray for these families today that are listening. I pray that if someone is feeling called to do something outside their comfort zone, that you will just encourage them, Lord. I know that it's so hard. And so many times we think of all the obstacles, but I pray instead that we may realize that you are walking with us and that the steps of faith that we take today can really be huge foundations and platforms um, for others to come behind us, Lord. And so I just pray for all my audience today that they may just have those steps of faith and be willing to walk out all that you are calling them to do. Well, friend, I just thank you so much for tuning in, for listening to Katie's story, for just supporting me in my podcast. I would love if you would go um, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast from. 
Um, and also friend, be sure to check out my book, Walk It Out. I just love hearing stories. I've gotten numerous stories from people who, as they read it, they found healing in their life. As they read it, um, they've reconciled relationships. I've received letters from those who felt called to adoption or to um, start that ministry in their church that they've been um, wanting to do, but they didn't have the faith or had too many worries to think about it. And sometimes I'm just odd that, you know, me as I'm balancing kids, which you probably can hear some of the kids and the dog, um, in the background while I'm recording this, this is the middle of a homeschooling day and I'm taking time to record and I'm taking time to write and put the things out there that God can use my story to maybe reach someone. I've had a friend that's gone to Africa to adopt after um, reading Walk It Out and just how amazing that, you know, here, this little corner that I carve out for myself and this, this time can impact people. So I encourage um, you to consider picking up Walk It Out. It would be a great gift to give to a friend just as an encouragement to them that can say, I see your dreams um, that God has put in your heart and I believe in them and I believe what uh, God can do in you. So again, this podcast is sponsored by my publisher, which is just David C. Cook Publishing. And what I love about them is they have curriculum that they write that goes to over 100 countries. So they're a nonprofit publisher. Their money that comes from the books and all they do go to support this curriculum. And again, spreading the gospel, which is sending light into the world. So I pray that uh, you will just be encouraged today. And thank you for supporting me, supporting my publisher, supporting Walk It Out. And may you take steps of faith to see the amazing things that God wants to do in your life today. Have a great week, friends. Today's podcast was edited and produced by Author Media. Opening and closing music is from the song Wide Open Space by Life Worship used with permission from Integrity Music.